This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Today, we're talking about something that I don't think we've covered on this show at all. And that is how to create clients for life. So we talk a lot about gaining your first client, attracting people to you. But how can we make sure they actually stick with you? How can you make sure that they love you and stay around? And today I'm joined by a friend of mine, Jessica Laverde, who helps to coach business, doesn't help to coach, she does coach female entrepreneurs to create really impactful businesses. And she's the founder of The Self-Made Empire. So welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible, Jessica. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So we know each other because we are in a mastermind together. And so part of that is amazing in that you get to see the highs, the lows. We've shed tears. We've shed the the successes. And because that really is part of building your own little empire. So Jessica, we really wanted to talk today about how to create clients for life. Tell us why that really matters. Why is that an important topic to be aware of? You know, I find it to be really important because we often are so busy trying to lead gen, right? And market ourselves. And it's so much harder to bring in a new client than to actually be able to deliver them results, help them get the actual outcomes we want them to get, and then to keep them coming back to us again and again. I'm all about building relationships. And I think that once we start to solidify like this relationship building piece when they when it's time to like they finish their six weeks with you or they finish their 12 weeks with you they are looking for that next piece of the puzzle like as we grow a business we open a new door to a new problem right and so if we're able to deliver the results we promise if we're able to act in integrity if we're able to ensure we know where our clients are getting hung up then we are able to easily say, here's my next thing. We've built this relationship. Like you said, we're in this mastermind together. We've seen our highs and our lows. We've built this community or we're part of this community. And when we do this the right way, our clients naturally want to stay with us. And that in turn adds more revenue to our business without the hard work of having to go out and find new clients. I think it's really interesting because when somebody, when you have clients who stay around for a long time, they are the ones who sing your praises. They're doing a lot of your marketing for you. They're, do, they're mentioning you in groups they're in, in networking circles, because you've got them results. And when you really do that for people over and over, then you know your own business growth happens. But how can people make sure that they build this into their everyday activities? How can you make sure you're looking after your clients in a really great way? Well, you know, I think the first thing is making sure you treat your clients the way you want to be treated. You have to know your entire customer journey. So for example, you send on a new client into your agency and you have a sales team working for you in that instance. Do you know the whole conversation that sales team has had when you onboard that client into the agency? Do you know exactly why they want to start this podcast? Do you know exactly what their goals are? Or is there a breakdown even in that process, right? 
So it really is mapping like the entire customer journey from the point that they come in to work with you to ensuring that your lessons are set up so that it reaches not just how you learn, but how your audience learns. Like there's, you know, we tend to have this thing where like we're either audio or visual or hands-on or whatever. And that's our preferred way of learning. And more often than not, course creators and program coaches and mentors, they often build programs the way that they learn best. Mm -hmm. And they're not thinking about what their client needs. So when you combine the entire customer journey, knowing where they're coming in at, what they want, to knowing how they learn, to knowing um, where they are in each lesson and where they're held up and being able to put them back on track and get them to where they want to go next and knowing your actual steps to getting to the outcome, then we start to be able to build this opportunity where our clients are like, wow, I'm hung up. I know how to ask for help. We're teaching them how to problem solve. We're teaching them how to ask for the support that they need. And we're able to then pick them up where they are on this journey, on this path and guide them through the next step, right? And like parts of this are little things like sending gifts. What do they get a gift when they onboard? Do you have a form where you're tracking the work that they're doing within the program so you can start to see when people are falling off or not making those gains and really giving them some accountability to help them remain in the program, remain on track, right? So some of the things that I'm hearing that there's so much information to kind of go through. So part of this is the processes, having the systems in place, having everything some of that's automated some of that you know some of that takes planning with your team way before you're even onboarding people to think how can I create an exceptional client experience how can I make them feel honored valued and listened to before we even really get in get into working together the other thing it, it reminds me of is NLP. So you're talking about in NLP neurolinguistic programming we talk about people having different learning styles. I'm not very visual, but I am auditory. And so I need to make sure that everything that I present to my clients doesn't just match my preference, it matches their learning style as well. And I actually find this, this is quite a common thing for me. I don't need planning to the nth degree. I don't need detail. I'm not detail orientated. I'm big picture orientated. And I can really tell when someone's come into a program that they're at the polar opposite to me because they're saying, I, I don't know precisely when we're covering this then. I don't know the exact date that this is happening. And I, I'm more like, but we're going to get there. You're going to have it. I'm going to teach it to the best of my ability. But I have to listen to the fact that that's something that they require and make sure that going forward, future clients who are onboarded have their needs met too if they fall into that category. Uh, well and and I'm going to add to that if you don't mind yeah it's like also like do they know how to get support do they know who to ask and how to ask for support when they do get hung up do they know their very clear next steps like when you bring a client on and you onboard them we usually kind of go through all of this stuff we throw a whole bunch of information at our clients and they're like okay go forth But do they really know the very clear next action steps that they have to take to get that win? And have we worked in the wins and the celebration of the wins? Because it's really deflating to a learner to not have those micro moments celebrated. Because to us, they might be micro. To them, they're huge. 
right? And that's important along the whole way in terms of of keeping people on track, supporting people's small wins. People very often want to be seen. They want to be recognized. They want to have their hand held and, and not just to be dragged along on a training or a course, but actually to be seen for what they're achieving. And that can help people achieve even more. So going back to giving gifts when, when you onboard people, it's actually something that we haven't done hugely in our business to date. And there's a reason for that. I'm not a massive, that's not one of my love languages. I don't know if you've ever done any of the, la- giving in that way is not one of my love languages. However, I know when someone else has sent me something, I'll have two reactions. One, oh, that's so sweet of them. And two, they didn't have to spend their money on that. And it's really interesting that they're my reactions. However, I do remember who sent me a gift and and that that was a really lovely thing to do. And so it's not always about me as the business owner's preferences, thinking about what might their preferences be and how can I make sure I tap into those at every given opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it's so powerful. Like, um, if, if I'm going to relate, I like to relate things back to numbers. So like for me, I like to, I love the data. And when they do this process, like when you start building clients for life and you start looking at your whole kind of experience, I like to relate it to like the white glove experience. So Walt Disney World has this thing where you can go in and you can pay and they give you a guest guide. And the guide goes with you all day long. And that guide gets you to the front of the line. You never have to wait in a line. They ride the rides with you. It's like this white glove service. And I I want you to look at your program as like this white glove service. What made you really stand out? And when we do this the right way, like you said, you get these raving fans. You get these people who are, are, are preaching about what you do and sharing your information in groups. And what happens is it's, Let's say that currently you have a program and it, and it finishes and then you have another program after that. That's like the obvious next level mm-hmm. and only 2% go into that next program. But when you start rolling out this white glove service and the clients are really getting those results, you can increase that 2% to 20%. And now look at like, depending on the price points of those programs, you could add an extra five or six figures of revenue over the course of a year simply by increasing your client's retention rate into your next program, right? That's really powerful to think about it in that way. And in fact, I've got all sorts of light bulbs going off in my head. I've been scribbling down what I know I'm going to get going as a result of speaking with Jessica today. So who's responsible for making this happen in your team? How does it happen? How do you you make this happen? Who would make this happen? So what I've found is like, most times it doesn't exist because then people start to think, well, if I'm going and it plays into kind of some, some mindset issues, if you will, like some people, when they start thinking about how they can deliver this really great world-class experience, they start thinking, I can't do that. They start thinking, I don't know how I'm going to be able to deliver like all of this support. So it does take a like delivery team, if you will, other coaches, other people. And then you get stuck in a typical cycle of, well, I'm not really sure. Well, I'm going to hand off my coaching ability to someone else. And so how it became about is one, we kind of mapped out the entire journey we wanted our clients to go through. Two, we then took what we were doing and we made them into SOPs. So we went through recordings and figured out where there were holes from what we were teaching. We went through and surveyed our audience of people in our programs and figured out what would have made it more beneficial for them. And then what we did 
is we went through like our Voxer interactions and looked at, okay, what are some of the common themes that are coming up that need to be addressed? And we took away our portal to support, not necessarily the entire training. Does that make sense? And, and then we combined all of this with, well, so some of my background prior to being an entrepreneur is I was a classroom teacher, instructional designer, and um, have an educational background educating adults. And so I know that your lessons need to be short and to the point and reverse engineered. Mm -hmm. And you need to have clear, specific tasks that the client needs to do at the end that's trackable. And so what we did is we took all of that and we did our research, we put it all together. And then we had our team develop them into SOPs so that as we brought on coaches or other delivery aspects to help with us, they had the entire framework in front of them so they could pick up the pieces for us. So, so it's really analyzing. A lot of this is in planning. It's doing yeah. the research, as she said, going and finding those gaps and putting yourself in their shoes. But also, I think, making it really clear at that point, who is responsible for the deliverables of that service? Who is it? And it's in, a, in, a, in a great business, that shouldn't fall to the coach. Not if you're really upscaling. Correct. And if you've got these things documented, you've got your SOPs, your standard operating procedures, then whoever you bring on board can slot themselves into knowing and understanding those processes because that just becomes part of your onboarding. And a lot of this can be automated or you can have reminders automated. Yes. What are some of your favorite white glove experiences that you've either given or received? Oh my goodness. What are some of my favorite white glove experiences? That's a great question. I don't think I've been asked that one before, uh, but it's going to take me a minute, right? <laughs> you know, I think some of them, one of the ones that I've experienced has actually been, I signed up for a, a mastermind and immediately, like was booked into my onboarding call, immediately was given my 90-day roadmap, was immediately then sent over to like the, the next coach in the program and their specialty in regards to what they do. So like at that time, it was messaging, right? And then from there, sent over to the sales coach to map out the launch plan. Right. And from there sent, you know, and then continual regular like mastermind meetings where we're looking at data and analyzing that data. So that was one for me. One of my recent clients came on really interestingly enough. And she was like, I've spent over $50,000 in coaching and I've never received service like this before, right? And so what we did with her is we, we literally onboarded her and we went through where she was and what she was launching and really mapped out her launch plan, her big goals for the next 90 days and how she was going to accomplish them. And she walked out with her roadmap of her very next steps and in that weekend alone, after three years in business, sold her first $1,500 spot in her coaching program, right? Well, what I'm thinking about in my head is that what you've done there or what, what you're promoting that people do is that right when a client is super hot, when they've just signed up, they've made this decision to go for it. They're getting a result for themselves and feeling immersed in the experience right from the word go. Yeah. It's like... You know, like when you plan that trip to where like that dream vacation, you invest all this money and you get on that trip and that moment you get on that trip, you're like in first class and they're bringing you the drinks and they're servicing you by name and, and your hot towel that you don't, you know what I'm talking about. And then you get off the plane and you're at your 
you know, your resort and everything is done for you. You've got the little teddy bears on your pillow out of, out of towels and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's, it makes you feel really good that you decided to invest in that vacation. Yeah. So we're, we're talking idea. about how can you make your client's experience first class rather than budget easy jet airlines? Uh, how can you upgrade, <laughs> upgrade their experience? Your coaching work probably isn't any more detailed or in-depth or, or resultful, if that's even a word, but their experience and their feeling of being valued and appreciated and nurtured is tenfold. Correct. And then if we want to like help them get those results, we've already talked about those learning styles, right? And the way that we can you know, make our curriculum to talk to those learning styles. The thing is, is you have to teach your clients how to. So a lot of what happens in the coaching space, and I'm going to kind of hopefully not step on toes, but a lot of what happens in the coaching space are people feed information and then it gets regurgitated a whole bunch, mm-hmm. right? Versus teaching the clients how to think about the problem, how to understand the problem, and then how to truly like answer that problem with the tools that we've given them. And then... <laughs> So listeners, I've actually just had to kind of pause what we're talking about because my children are having a full-scale row outside where I record. And I'm going to share this here because this is, this is real life for me right now. And also as, a, as a, a kind of leading podcaster, I want you to understand this stuff happens and it's normal and it's natural. You just have to take it in your stride. But they are going to get a severe telling off. They will be getting the opposite of white glove treatment after I finish recording with you today. <laughs> I think what's what's interesting for me is thinking about occasions where I've invested heavily with somebody or what felt like heavily at the time. That's a very different, mm-hmm. I have a very different concept of what that means now because my business has grown so much. And when I have not received attentive service and how that makes me feel is that they took the money, they gave me what they had to, but I didn't matter. Right. And in fact, I worked with someone a while ago that because I felt so unlooked after and unappreciated, and actually, I would say I, I got less than what I paid for in terms of attention service and her showing up to not just my sessions, group sessions. Mm-hmm. Well, not only will I not recommend her, I would actually unrecommend her. I would be verbal right. to my, I wouldn't never, I wouldn't necessarily say it to her. But I would let people know around me know, well, if you're looking for a coach and you're thinking about this person or this person, don't go that way. Correct. And actually, when you implement this white glove service, it's the difference that you can make. So you've, you've set all sorts of ideas ticking off in my head. <laughs> it's going to cost me a fortune. <laughs> you know, that's just it, though. I think that so many times we kind of go into this whole thing of like, we're going to be a coach. We're going to start a business. We're going to you know, do this whole thing. And I've talked to a lot of coaches who are working one-to-one and moving to group. And they think that they can take their one-on-one and push it to group. And then they get fearful that their clients won't get the same results. And they're right. Because there's a different type of design element that you have to implement to take someone who's been getting your direct support and putting it into a group program and lining out those learning objectives and making sure that like, we know why they're showing up for those lessons within our course or our program, right? So it's like, it's it really hard, like for me personally, because I, the way my brain works, it's really hard for me to articulate the white glove service that becomes part of the delivery process that really 
makes people feel special. We honor their wins. And then it's the way we present our material within our programs, our expertise, and the way that we do it so that it's digestible. It's easy for them to get those micro wins and feel accomplishment. It's easy for them to get the outcomes we're promising because we're the experts and we're, they're not the expert yet. And then being able to say, okay, we've, we've done this. Look how far you've come. Look at how it felt while you went on this process. You weren't alone. You had it by your hand. And building the support that you need as, as like the CEO of your company to have coaches who are just as good as you at the expertise you're sharing with your, with your audience and your clients. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think what we're talking about here is giving them such a great service the whole way along that when it comes to the end of a program, let's say, let's say they don't convert to your next program, but they haven't forgotten you. They're yeah, always going to think very, very well of you. They're always going to send referrals your way. And it might be that they come back. Yeah. And then those who do carry on with you, because you, you know, there's always going to be a, a conversion, a conversion mm-hmm. rate of those who do and don't re-sign up because that maybe they've grown or they've expanded and they they want to go elsewhere but the more people you can keep in your field who are attracted and staying with you they're still magnetized to you the better it's going to be for your business all around I can't remember the exact stats I'm sure I wish I did know that, that how hard it is how hard it is there's a measurement that a statistic about how hard it is to get a new client compared with keeping a client retained Right. And the second one, when you get it right, you'll not only can you make more money from them, <laughs> that sounds really mercenary. Sounds no, really it, mercenary. It's really impactful. Like really, like when so if I look at what happens in classrooms in the States, we occasionally have teachers that they call loop up, meaning that like if you're in second grade and your second grade teacher has this really great class, they will sometimes loop that teacher into third grade. And what they have found is that the learning gap decreases when they have the same teacher who is already used to the learning style, the way the the children's behaviors. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is they lose less knowledge. They've already got this really great, they don't spend two weeks at the beginning of the year getting to know each other. They all already know each other. And when you apply that to your business and you have your clients loop up, for lack of a better word, You've already got the infrastructure behind where they came from, the growth they've already had, and you already know who they are. You don't have to relearn them. That's so interesting from a consumer point of view, in terms of signing up with coaches and mentors myself, there's a lot of appeal in sticking with ones who already know me because we don't have to go through that learning phase. We don't have to go through the, do they know this about me? Do they understand this backstory? It's already there. It's present in the conversation without you having to bring it up all of the time. Yeah. Really interesting, Jessica. Okay, so <laughs> I always like to finish my interviews with asking, what would you do then? I think it's got to be around this white label, white label, white glove service. What would you do to someone who wants to upgrade the experience they're giving their clients? What would you say to them? I would say to really look at what's currently happening in your business, really map what happens from sales, from even from marketing, like what message are you putting out through the sales process and map from sales into those first onboarding calls, then go through and look at 
what's happening within your lessons. Like, because what happens is we often end up making ourselves the deliverable, which then means our business isn't scalable, which means you can't live life on your terms. So really look at, like, go through your past recordings, go through your portal and see the completion rates and look where people are falling off and start to truly map out how you can start to make this better. And think about what happens from that very first onboarding call to the very first time they end up in a group session or in a one-on-one session and really map out, do they know how to get support? Do they know where, where to go? Do they know what their next steps are? Do we know how we're making them feel special? Like there was one mastermind I joined and I think it was three months afterwards that the gift came, right? It was like, hey, welcome. Welcome to this program. But three months later, three months later, the gift showed up and it was like, we've been working together for three months. This should be like a win gift, not a welcome to the program gift, mm-hmm. right? So like really solidifying those processes to make sure and, and that you have like, you have milestones in mind as to when people are going to get certain gifts. So the moment that they get those wins, that's an auto, that's like, here, we put it into a Slack channel. That Slack channel feeds the little auto shipper of that next gift, right? Like it's setting those systems up and knowing what those milestones are to celebrate your client. Oh my goodness. I'm writing down so many things today, Jessica. Thank you so much for coming and sharing that. We've got some work to do in our systems and automations. Thank you so much for coming on. And guys, if you've enjoyed this show, then all I ask really is that you go and share this show with just one more person one person who might enjoy it and Jessica where can people come and find you sure so I'm going to direct everybody to my Facebook group if that's all right with you and that's just facebook.com slash groups slash sm empire so really simple s for sugar m for mother empire but we're going to make sure that that link is in the show notes as well so thank you so much for having having me Thank you so much for coming on my show today. Thanks for having me. It's been so much fun. Yeah, so much fun. And guys, have a little look at what you're doing. What could you do better? Where could you make a client feel really special so that they stay with you and pay you for a lot longer? (laughs) That's it for today. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.